Welcome to your go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it? Gaming? Wait for it? Anime? Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Wait For It Podcast. I am your co-host, Phil Smith, a.k.a. Phil the Filipino. And joining us as always is your other co-host, Mr. Eric Almighty. And Eric, we are here with a November edition of Late to the Party. And uh, man, we had ourselves quite a weekend, uh, both on different spectrums. You holding it down at Nakamakan, which I heard was an amazing success. I am very jealous. Uh, but for me... A weekend at Disney in which I think I am still asleep. I think this is like a husk of myself that's actually talking right now. I don't believe that I'm actually awake. So it has been quite the weekend for both of us. And um, we're going to do our best to continue to stay awake as we talk about Shin Godzilla today on the after this episode of Late to the Party. To kind of give you guys an idea of how this went. Yeah, I was, I was going to say this is the second Shin Godzilla experience where one of us is probably going to be nodding off by the middle to end of it um, man you know what we get some hits and we, and we get some misses people really love this movie and we got we got onto this you know phil to give everybody a little bit of context you know we saw the trailer back i think in 2016 or close to its release and we were like oh that godzilla looks fucking scary and then we were like maybe we'll watch it and it just never happened. So for late to the party, it's the perfect series to be late to and to go into a movie that we wanted to see that was playing at Nakama. And then that didn't quite work out. So then we ended up at your house an hour later than we expected to watch it. And then we got a movie we didn't quite expect. So it was a little bit of a journey, a little bit of a ride. We'd like to take you guys on that journey of our viewing experience and how the movie went. I think the episode will be a lot of fun, uh, but yeah, early indications on both ends, not looking good. Listen, Godzilla fans can be a sensitive bunch, so we're going to handle this as so. Not going to be totally disrespectful, but I mean, also, what to the be hell? Fair, we also have a track record of shitting on Godzilla films. We really we do. Claim uh, to love Godzilla. I mean, I'm excited to watch the Monarch series on Apple TV. Minus God's, one. Minus one looks excellent. Um, you know, I think I enjoyed the uh, the original Godzilla more than you did, certainly. But then, like, the journey we took after that, again, we could have a whole MonsterVerse saga, like a whole episode about what we think went wrong and where they could have done better. Not that we're necessarily the people to have that conversation, but it could be had as far as, like, a casual viewer. I mean giant lizard shoots fire should be a home run you know and and skull island is great we love skull island so it'll make for an interesting conversation we wanted to you know gravitate to a godzilla that's not in the quote-unquote mainstream you know that obviously wasn't the 1999 godzilla which eric and i have very different opinions on which i watched recently actually not still not good uh, just what so do you, you know, mean? Still not very what good. What do you mean? Terrible, terrible movie. So, uh, but anyway. Roderick, fantastic. Yeah, no. oh, deserved an Oscar. 
absolutely did not. A Razzie, maybe, which I think he probably won for 1999 Godzilla. But anyway, let's talk about Shin Godzilla, this month's episode of Late to the Party. For any of you that are brand new to the show, welcome. Thank you so much for checking us out. Maybe we, Eric, met you this uh, past weekend at Nakamakan, and um, you're checking us out for the first time. We appreciate you. Make sure you stick around to the very end of the episode, and we'll let you know where you can find all the rest of our content and social media pages. And for all of you returning listeners, thank you guys so much for the continued support as we wind down 2023 and um, head into 2024 stronger than ever. So, Eric, let's start on the positive side, talk about some things maybe we did enjoy from Shin Godzilla. For those of you that are unfamiliar, it is a 2016 film. Synopsis reads, Japan is plunged into chaos when an enormous monster emerges from Tokyo Bay and terrorizes the city, leaving a path of destruction and casualties. And that is a, uh, I mean, I feel like that's putting it lightly, a path of destruction and casualties, Eric. Seems like that is a very uh, minimal way to put the uh, the amount of destruction that we saw. But yeah, what are some of the things that you did enjoy about Shin Godzilla as we you know search for them through this episode? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll just go like one at a time, so we have we both have enough to uh, to go into. I'm just gonna take the easy one. Uh, Shin Godzilla, Godzilla himself is uh, great. I liked Godzilla in this film. Creepy, very scary. There's like an evolution that happens. Again, we're gonna speak pretty freely on the film. I mean, we're not gonna really necessarily spoil the movie, but who knows where this episode will take us? To be honest, we're late to the party. So are you. I don't really think you're missing anything that if you watched it after, it would affect your experience. So he evolves throughout the movie. And I thought that was an interesting plot device to allow us more time to, you know, kind of soak up the situation with the other characters. And I think there are really strong efforts here to make an interesting perspective on how, like, in real life, if Godzilla was to appear, what are some of the conversations that would be happening? What are some of the things that would be happening? I don't know that it would go like this, where every five minutes there is a meeting, which we will talk about, and five minutes is gracious, but I like the attempt. So those are, I, I did two things. It's not one thing. That was two things that I liked about the movie. Did I take the only two things? I'm sorry. Here's the thing. So Godzilla has always been a metaphor for something, right? So like the original Godzilla was conceived as a metaphor for the atomic bomb, right? That's what the original one was for. This one was uh, drew inspiration from the Fukushima nuclear disaster and the 2011 earthquake and following tsunami. So I think that's why there is more of an emphasis on the response, right? Like you said, there is a lot of a, a lot of talking about that, a lot of talking about what to do. A lot of talking about what has already happened. A lot of talking about what we should do even further in the future. A lot of political stuff that is going on in the background as well. And I think maybe we were not properly prepared for what type of film this was going to be. Knowing you know, what little we did, I think maybe that's why it resulted in the viewing that, that happened. But also... When you go into a Godzilla movie, and, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, again, we are casual Godzilla viewers, but when you go into a Godzilla film, a monster film, you expect to see some cool monster shots, and there are definitely those in here, like the like I said, the, the monster itself, Godzilla itself is very unsettling as it evolves over time, and its powers, and you know, the blood and everything, and um, it's 
pretty it looks pretty neat you know some of the visual effects are, are pretty solid as well i mean 2016 this isn't that long ago so there are certainly things that were enjoyable but in between all that just the waiting man that is what really got to us and again it was already late at night later than we expected it to be did that really play a part i don't think so because we can we stay up late all the time doing whatever whether it's gaming or just shooting the shit and we don't have that kind of problem so when there's it's just very heavy on dialogue and you also can't tell us that it's because it was in sub because we preferred we wanted to watch it in the sub so that and we watch sub all the time and that we all also don't have any issue there so by all means for those of you that are godzilla enthusiasts and really enjoyed this movie let us know what we missed but it, it just was man this was difficult for us to get through and honestly if, if we hadn't been watching it together so we could like riff off of each other we would have been in trouble i think yeah I don't know that I would have been able to finish the movie. I don't know if I would have gone back to it. I, I genuinely don't know what would have happened. And we almost had to watch it in dub at Nakama, which is how they were showing it, which we didn't know. That was on us for just assuming. It also uh, makes sense for that setting yeah. to watch it in the dub. I couldn't imagine watching this in dub. Uh, live action dub is very hard to get into. So we watched it sub. We gave it a shot. And we were in it. We were in it, Phil. Like, we we were okay with the running joke. I mean, this movie has at least 20 to 25 location shots. And out of those, 23 of them are conference rooms. <laughs> so, and every time a new How room, many rooms are in this building? Every time there was a new room, we would riff off of each other and we would have some fun with it. Because but, it was like a gradual thing. We were like... I think we both we both had noticed it, but then it kept happening, and I was like, finally, I had to say something. I was like, how many different rooms are in this building? And, and again, that's really funny. After <sighs> about six to ten times, I, I think this is very, uh, for different reasons, very similar to uh, Taika Watiti's decision about the goat screams in Thor Love and Thunder. Really funny. About the first four or five times, but yeah. after we get hit the double digits, it's like, okay, it's not funny anymore. There were also a lot of things that happened in this movie plot wise that like there was just stuff happening. Godzilla falling asleep. There would be situations that happen where he's not there. And like, I get that's part of a monster movie, but they just didn't feel natural. And I guess the reason for that, Phil, and I'm curious how you felt. There was no character here. There was one that we thought was really pretty. Uh, and very funny. And her name we was... We developed quite a crush on her in a very short Satomi amount of time. Satomi Ishihara, who I've never seen in anything before. She also played Hanji in the live-action Attack on Titan, which kind of tracks huh. with her okay. personality. Yeah, I can see that. She was a fun ball of energy. Everyone yeah. else, really bland. I didn't connect with in any way. And we've connected with characters in international films. So that's And that's in Godzilla movies. And in Godzilla movies. <laughs> so that's out of the window. None of these characters were interesting. And Phil, I didn't really believe that they could solve the problem. So when, like any Godzilla movie, obviously, they did, I, I wasn't buying it. Mm -hmm. And also, it didn't seem like they really even made solve the problem based on the ending. Now, yeah, I'm not going to follow up on this. I don't really care uh, as to see what happens after they have, quote unquote, solved the Godzilla problem. But there is an interesting idea there. And again, treating it as a worldwide issue 
which they also did in Godzilla versus Kong. Like that happens too. But like the meeting of the different countries and people needing to come together and maybe accept help where they don't want to accept help, right? Because that's one of the big things, one of the major themes is that Japan wants to prove that they can handle this on their own. And again, I, that, I don't know too much about the, the 2011 tsunami. Obviously, we know it was a just a catastrophic event, but I don't know if that's the kind of stuff that was going on behind the scenes, but also just in general. Like, you know, is it a sense of pride with countries? They don't want to accept relief. You know, they don't want to accept assistance. They want to show that they can take care of their people. And that's very interesting. I think that side of it as well. But you got to mix in, at least for us, you got to mix in something that will also keep us captivated and they're just having one of these conversations in one room and then having the follow-up conversation in the next room and that it was just repeat over and over again and they'd be like oh yeah by the way godzilla he now he's emerging from the bay or he's he's asleep with his eyes open or something i don't know it was really strange and i as we the further we got into it, we were like oh no here we go again godzilla fans are once again going to be upset um, once they get a hold of this thing on TikTok, Eric, it's over for us. We might have to stop. <laughs> we might have to stop the podcast. <laughs> we at least got to stop watching Godzilla movies then. Because Maybe that's apparently it. Yeah, that, that's the trouble. And, and again, Shin Godzilla does play with a lot of different ideas. And I love the monster vibe. Like when it sticks to that formula, it's at its strongest. But when it does this political mind game with these conference rooms again the, the tagline for the episode is kaiju versus conference rooms the battle of the century like that's what this movie was like i can't imagine that anyone thinks it's more than this really i just don't understand it yeah and once again you can use political motivation and godzilla together i think relatively easily but when the conversations that are being had are not very interesting, then why should I care? You know, so I think that's just the best way to put it. I, I really wish there was more to discuss, but like, that's all that really happens here. I, I know there, I know I'm sure if I dug into it more, which I'm not going to, I'm just going to be honest with you, <laughs> there'll be more to no. uncover here, but I'm going to leave Shin Godzilla right where it sits in my in my mind and never look back i'm sorry I, i'm sorry guys we're good this was a miss and we move on and we hope <laughs> we hope uh things get better from here all right we're hoping that our december late to the party we have high expectations for well eric's already seen it yeah he saw it a little bit earlier in the year so i'm very excited to watch it as well but man we just wanted to see big lizard <laughs> do do big lizard things and i didn't get that <laughs> Yeah, no, we didn't get enough of that to be completely honest. Not enough, honest. there you go, yeah. So we've got a couple things that we need to answer as we kind of get to the end of this episode. We'll talk about the reception to this film as we do typically. But before we get there, Phil, we got to rank it. Is it better I totally or worse forgot. than The Shining? I totally forgot because <laughs> I totally forgot to letterbox this thing because I forgot about it immediately. Oh, crap. Well, Let's see. so at least off of... You're off the top of your head. Is it better or worse than The Shining? Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, oh, boy. See, I was That's bored a, for different reasons. For different reasons. All that saves it above The Shining is the fact that Godzilla was pretty cool, right? Like, that, that's what puts it. it just above. Yeah, if you put Godzilla in The Shining, then I'd be way cooler. <laughs> and ultimately, yeah, it's a way better movie. Yeah, it adds the blood. No, it's still the, the it's scenery. still better. It's definitely still better. 
than The Shining. I hate that movie so much. <laughs> it's, God, we just, it's so we bad. We just figured if we hadn't made enough people mad, we would just remind them of our opinion of The Shining. Yeah, well, is, you know, if, if you enjoy The Shining, it, it actually kind of does make me want to watch Doctor Sleep because I heard it's just so much better than The Shining. Uh, I don't think I ever will, but like, yeah. But ultimately, let's well, well, let's talk about Rotten Tomato scores here, Eric, and then we'll do our Letterbox score uh, afterwards. Or do we do it? Do we do it reversed? We do letter- either way. I don't whatever. Think, who cares? I don't think anyone's gonna. I don't want to talk about Shin Godzilla anymore. Uh, let's just move on. Okay, <laughs> Shin Godzilla, eighty-six like- percent certified fresh tomato meter score from critics, which is to be expected. Again, this is a very highly praised film. We just did not connect with it. Uh, and seventy-five percent audience score. So that seems like it's kind of like, you know, teetering for a lot of people. Uh, I, I would be interested to see how many. I, this doesn't seem like a Godzilla movie that people are gonna are going to seek out that are casual Godzilla fans. You know, like we're watching it because obviously we want to, we, we want to experience um, films that are obviously very highly praised. A casual Godzilla fan is not going to watch this movie. So 75% audience score. It's average score on letterbox is 3.9. So almost a four, which is wild. So um, Eric, I will go first. I ended up giving Shane Godzilla two. Uh, and that's mostly for Big Lizard, um, and then our and then our new favorite actress apparently as well. So I gave it a two because again she was very fun. Uh, yeah, we yes we definitely developed a crush on her a very short amount of time, but she was also very fun. She it was, was fun the personality. And and yeah, exactly. This yeah, movie's a like character. This movie's devoid of any joy or yeah. excitement or like even Which, anything. Again, it's, a, it's a disaster. We, it doesn't necessarily have to be riffing and. It doesn't have to be funny, but there has to be likable characters. A little bit. I mean, again, when 1999's Godzilla's The Bar, uh, no, best no, Godzilla no, it's films. Not, it's no? not. It is not. The, oh. No, stop. I must stop have, that. I must have I misread the room. I gave it a two. And honestly, I feel like that's generous. But I felt like a one and a half was too disrespectful. But, but maybe I'll go. I don't know. As of right now, it sits at a two. It might change at the end of the year. Who knows? When we talk about like our least favorite film of 20, that we watched in 2023, We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I got to agree with you. A two. Um, I really think it in a different mood. I could think it's a 2.25 in a, in a worser mood. I could think of a 1.75. So I, I don't think a two feels right. Again, this is just our daily ask for letterbox to do 0.25 scores. That's all. Eric, do you have a secret Rotten Tomatoes account? Because Somebody who watched, who reviewed this two days ago, we're recording on November 6th. Um, somebody put in their review on Rotten Tomatoes first. All the boardroom scenes felt unnecessary and they dragged on and the characters are so bland and uninteresting. <laughs> no, it wasn't me. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm positive. John Cena. Are you sure about that? <laughs> no, yeah. I, they gave it they gave it half a star, which is very Okay, that's a little aggressive. <laughs> So. Uh, again, the movie plays with interesting ideas of what it could be. And, and I think for that, our favorite actress now and uh, Godzilla being cool, I think is enough to get it to a two, which for perspective means that The Shining is in the ones. So just want to make that clear. What did I give The Shining? Just out of pure I didn't. Curiosity. We didn't even do Letterbox at that time, but I have scored it on Letterbox. Uh, let's that's see what very, that's going to be interesting. You probably scored it too high. I guarantee you you're going to end up having to drop it now. I gave it a one and a half. Oh, that's not bad. I'm going to drop it to a one. <laughs> to a one. Yet. Honestly, it feels like a one. A one. Well, no, one and a half is fair for Jack Nicholson, maybe, but like no more than that. 
No, I don't. No care. more than that. So that's no. good to know where I'd our rather, bar is. I'd rather watch Anger Management with Jack Nicholson than The Shining. <laughs> Wait, that movie's good too. What do you? Yeah, it's a good movie. I'm just saying, in terms of Jack Nicholson hierarchy, I'm pretty sure Anger Management comes up way later in the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> For most normal sane people, that's understandable. Well, Phil. This was a fun episode, you know, to be able to talk. We didn't really get a chance. We literally were so groggy. I was almost dead asleep by the end of it. Uh, we didn't even talk. We just silently parted ways. So this was our chance yeah, to no. talk about the film. Uh, Phil, let's start to wrap up the episode and uh, and start to kind of kick it from here. Next month's episode, we'll talk about that in a moment as well. But let people know where they can listen to us and future episodes of the Wait For It podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Once again, if you met Eric this past weekend at Nakamakan and you're checking us out for the first time, we thank you so much. We have a lot of fun here at the uh, on the podcast, and we have fun conversations just like this. Most of them, and most of the things we talk about, we enjoy. So if this was, <laughs> this is not a precursor to every single episode. In fact, you should listen to the rest of our library, which you can find anywhere you listen to podcasts, and you can find that in our Linktree link in our show notes. You also find our social media pages. You can keep up with us. A lot of you already following us there. So thank you so much. So check us out on Instagram, TikTok, and Discord. Uh, That is where we are the most active. And uh, we really appreciate it. If you want to support the podcast a little bit extra, you can share episodes, tag us, let us know that you're listening, let other people know that you are listening. And then you can also leave five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We would very, very much appreciate it. We have a whole lot planned for the remainder of the year. And if you find yourself, you know, just in the giving mood as we approach the holidays, you can support us a little bit extra and Eric will let you know how to do that. Yeah. So directly on our Buzzsprout page is a way that you can support us or financially you could support us on Patreon and get extra perks that are available on that platform where patrons like Stefan and Briar are helping to support the show. This will get you access to exclusive behind the scenes before and after credits of the show and early access to episodes, along with much more with multiple tiers to choose. So we really appreciate any and all support. Uh, And if you can't go that extra mile, like Phil mentioned, a like, a comment, a share, those things do the world of good for podcasters like us. With that being said, next month's episode is going to be spirited away so we're really excited to start getting into the routine of preparing you guys for what the next movie will be i have seen it and phil has not but i've only seen it in the last six to nine months this will be phil's first time we're also as a little bit of a spoiler gonna be watching the boy and the heron so december studio ghibli month robert pattinson out here showing us he can do anything <laughs> wild that guy is good <laughs> talented. We haven't, we haven't even seen the movie yet and i was like oh my god <laughs> imagine watching twilight in 2000 and whatever it came out and then be like that guy's gonna be an excellent voice actor one day <laughs> wouldn't catch me making any bets but again we have a lot of great stuff in the month of december the rest of november is going to be stacked as well with episodes for nova stars ac with the creator spotlight and also reviewing spider-man 2 uh, we have beaten the game. We're excited to tell you how we thought of uh, what we thought about it. So with that being said, my name is Mr. Eric Almighty. That is my co-host, Phil the Filipino. And please remember, we release new episodes on the podcast every Wednesday with bonus content on platforms like TikTok. And all you have to do is wait for it. So I heard you're looking for a go to source for entertainment. Wait for it. Gaming. Wait for it. 
Anime? Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is... Wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast.